When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There we go. Do you know what? Just before I came on, I got a USB uh, unrecognized error. So that's why the sound wasn't working at the start. Let's try that again. Hello, everyone. Welcome to As Is Team Selection ahead of Game Week 29. Hope you're all doing well and have enjoyed the international break. And I'm looking forward to going into a big uh, double game week like we've got. I don't know if we've had too many times when we've had like an international break and then uh, a big game week uh, like this. So I'm quite looking forward to it i've had an awful going 28 uh so i'm looking forward to putting that to one side and focusing on on 29 and i'll be talking a bit about my plans uh for that as well uh the worst bit about having technical issues at the start is you you, you get a delay of of people in the chat so you start talking and no one can see it because you're like 30 seconds away and then you work it out and then everyone's like as you muted you muted muted it's like yeah i know thanks for that uh yeah sorry about that um at the start i wasn't actually muted like i said it was a weird error with the mic that white white did that but anyway we're here now hopefully uh you can all uh hear me and everything's um going well there's quite a few of you in the chat um already joining me at 9 a.m uh on thursday which is nice um where are you all from I like to hear all the different places, all the different countries that people are listening in uh, from as well. Let me know about which players you're going to be bench boosting um, as well. Let me know about your potential free hit teams, if there's any free hits um, floating about as well. Any wild cards, anyone wild carding uh, this week? That's a whole other strategy um, as well. I've still got mine to play. I'll probably be using that in a, in a couple of weeks. Uh, I might even delay it from the plan of game week 30 uh, like I was uh, doing. I'll talk a little bit. Um, about that today. Look at that straight away, Chinesa from Nigeria. Uh, amazing. Hippie or rank chase from Oxford, a little bit closer to uh, to where I am. Um, amazing. Uh, let's focus quickly on game week 28. Let's not dwell on this too much. Uh, it was really, really poor. I think, like I was saying on Black Box last night, I think it was poor for a lot of people, but the captaincy was the kind of the key. If you captain Saka, you probably ended up with a, a green arrow or a, or a small green arrow. If you didn't captain Saka, you probably got a red. Or maybe if you went for Kane, you escaped with a, with a small green if you got lucky elsewhere. But it just it just wasn't a good week. So many of the, the top transfers in blanked. You know, Chilwell was one of the most bought players. Watkins was really high, highly sought um, as well. Kane was, was being bought and captained and only got one goal. And then you had clean sheet wipeouts for, you know, for Arsenal, for, for Brentford, for Newcastle. For everyone, it was just a, a just a bit of a disaster, and then you had the blanks kind of on top of that with United and, and City and uh, Brighton players all, all missing out. So yeah, my my team, I knew my team wasn't looking in the best shape. I only had ten players out, but I had double Chelsea defence against Everton, Chilwell and Kepper, double Newcastle defence. I was hopeful for Trippier and Botman. Uh, you know, I had Henry and no Madison, so I hope Brentford could, could keep a clean sheet in that. As Zinchenko against Palace, he went off about a minute after they <laughs> uh, they conceded. Um, I had Saka. I was worried about not having Odegaard, and he didn't do anything. So that was like if he hit like a double digit haul as well, that would really finish me off this week. 
um, but he didn't. And then up front, I had Kane, Watkins and Tony. And I thought Ivan Tony with a home game um, against Leicester. I thought Brentford had been so strong at home. I thought Leicester had been struggling you know, in the air, you know, struggling for goals. They brought in Everson. We didn't know how that was going to go. And Brentford got a couple of goals, but just couldn't um, get anything for, for Tony. So that captaincy was a, was a complete disaster. Uh, two points for him. Uh, Kane got six, which only marginally, but only four points better off if you went for him. But the real winners uh, was anyone that went for, for Saka. The underlying stats did point um, to, well, they pointed to Crystal Palace having a weakness on Saka's side. I did note that, but the stats didn't suggest that Saka had an 18-point haul uh, coming in him. I've been talking on these team selections about his, his stats being you know, quite low down, actually. Uh, and it's the kind of the, the penalties that, that really, I think, make, make, are making a lot of people um, keeping faith in him. But I think the 18 points against Palace was just a reminder of, of what he can do from open play as well. And him going off you know, in the internationals and scoring that amazing goal for England isn't going to harm his, his prospects. So there are question marks about what to do with Saka. Uh, there are question marks about what to do with Odegaard and Martinelli and any all the other Arsenal players, really, in defence um, as well, coming into the, the double game week. We'll kind of talk about that um, in a bit. But I... I think Saka is a is a, is just a hold now until the to the end of the season. Um, I've been toying with the idea of maybe switching him out, trying to jump in another player, but I, I don't think I'm going to do it. Um, Saka to Madison would be the one that would, would potentially tempt me. I don't think I'm going to do it. I was a bit more like positive about it last night. I'm kind of going off the idea a little bit now. Um, but yeah, anyway, I'll, I'll talk about that um, kind of in a bit um, as we go. But. Yeah, that was my team. Uh, poor. Let's never talk about it again because it was. I think it was one of the most frustrating game weeks ever because you you saw scores of everyone doing around about the same. Everyone, you know, without the captaincy was was getting around kind of forty points, and then you know just one one decision like that can can cost you twenty points pretty much and sort of really derail how well things have been going. So it happens. I'm gonna try not to let get me down. It happens to the best of us, uh, and we move on to the next. Uh, game week. Um, so this is how I'm currently set up for game week 29. Uh, this is without a wild card, so it's looking quite similar to a lot of teams that obviously wild carded a few weeks ago. So I think the the wild carders will be overall happy with how things are gone. I know they had the disaster of the Salah um, points, but then you know they really needed the Brighton and Brentford players to come through uh, in the double game week, and they both did in the second um, part of that double game week a few weeks ago. You know, with, with kind of March scoring and Matoma getting the assist and then keeping the clean sheet and Brentford keeping the clean sheet and things like that. So um, I think overall that the wild card compared to my non-wild card team um, has been a success. It just depends what I can do with the wild card um, a bit later on in the season. Um, if I played it in 30, for example, I think it's going to end up looking a lot similar to everyone else's team. And I think there might be a bit more potential a bit further down the line. So I think I'm going to... I'm going to hold on to it. But yeah, my team uh, for 29 uh, is Kepa in goal. It's Chilwell as well. So the double Chelsea defence with two home games. Uh, one against the Villa at home games, probably the more likelihood of a, of a clean sheet. Um, I think there was a nil-nil between Chelsea and the Boyle in the season, um, which obviously would be would be good with the double defence, even though I've got Salah. Um, but, you know, I would maybe hope for some attacking returns from, from Chilwell. Um, and Salah uh, in that game. Uh, Trippier and Botman, I am not really liking this Newcastle double up anymore. Um, it was good for a couple of weeks and it's kind of run its course. Uh, I can't see a clean sheet for uh, for Newcastle against United. 
against West Ham, maybe slightly more more likely. Uh, West Ham at home, but they haven't been great. But Newcastle defensively have been poor. I mean, Botman's got the yellow flag. I think he's probably going to be all right. We'll, we'll find out most likely um, tomorrow. If he's not all right, then it means a hit's going to be um, on the cards because I've got Danny Ward on my bench who's going to have to move to a goalkeeper. A few players I've been looking at. I've been looking at De Gea, for example. I've been looking at Areola of West Ham. Um, but I think it's it's going to move over to Steele uh, to target that, that Brighton uh, double game week. And I think he kind of keeps his, his place. So that's going to be the obvious move there. Uh, if Botman's out, then Botman, I've got more money in the bank, so I can move Botman to a shore, maybe, uh, which would be which wouldn't be too bad, actually. Um, it's kind of one of those ones where you almost sort of want to have, have to pull the trigger to do it, because I, I don't really want Botman this week. I'd much rather have Shaw, um, but I don't think I'd, I could justify a four-point hit for it. Um, but we'll see kind of... Uh, what what happens? It's a it's one of those ones, right? I think Shaw outscores Botman by four points, so why wouldn't you make the move? Um, and then Shaw's actually got a better game uh, in game week thirty as well, at home to Everton. So there's a part of me that feels like just just do it, but taking that double game player for a double game player feels like a, a bit of a luxury. So I'm not sure uh, if I will. Um, I've got Rico Henry as well. Again, I'm not convinced there's going to be any clean sheets for Brentford in those two games, uh, reliant on some attacking returns which haven't really been too common. Um, for him, uh, midfield's looking strong though. Uh, Rashford, McAllister, Salah, uh, and Matoma, and I've got Saka as well. He's going to be my my bench boost player. I've currently got McAllister captain. It's between him or Rashford. Um, if Madison does end up coming in in a kind of a last minute frenzy uh, for Saka, uh, then it would most likely be him. I think Leicester have got the best double game week um, of the lot. I think Brighton are probably a, a close second with Brentford and Bournemouth. I think Rashford's double is good, Newcastle and Brentford. I think his, his ownership's obviously going to be really high. He's obviously got loads of routes to goals. He's in the best form in the league. His underlying stats are, are crazy. He's an excellent captaincy option um, this week. I'm just thinking Newcastle away isn't the easiest match for anyone, um, even though Newcastle have been a bit more leaky. Can I see United going there and scoring two free goals? No, I think it's going to be a, a cagier affair, probably settled by one one goal. And then Brentford at home, Brentford are a funny team. You know, we're kind of seeing different sides to them a lot this season. They absolutely decimated United early in the season. It was a very different United team, but they didn't have Casemiro, and they haven't got Casemiro um, again. They're a very high-pressing team, and I think that is the way that you get at United. Still, we put them under pressure and, and forced them into mistakes, and I think there are still mistakes um, in that side. So, again, I think that's a, a, a could be a fairly tricky game for, for United, which is putting me off Rashford uh, a little bit and, and leaning me towards McAllister um, or Madison um, but I think any, any of them are good options I think Salah's a, a good option as well if you're one of the two people left on Scout on Twitter who, who've still got him um, I think Matoma's a good option and March as well if you've got either of those um, I mean I've got McAllister and Matoma would I switch either of those to March I don't think I would I think I'm happy with, with those two but again I think if you've got March and Matoma I think you'll probably be happy with those I think it's amazing to have three options in, in the Brighton midfield that um, people are reasonably happy with, and um, it's hard to know which ones are going to uh, go off. Uh, you know, this week, um, McAllister and, and March are still the kind of stats darlings. So if you if that's how you like to play the game, uh, then they're the optimal two. Uh, I just I just love watching Matoma play. I just think he's he's absolute he's absolute quality on the eye. So I've gone for a stats and an eye test to kind of balance it out um, a little bit. Oh, Kareem has Salah. Any other Salah owners um, out there like me? Kept the faith. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think we're um, we're definitely in the in the minority. Again, I nearly sold him last week for for Madison um, and would have had that that hit repaid uh, with Madison's assist. So yeah, I'm hoping for um, some fireworks for Salah. Two tough games, but hoping that Liverpool can kind of step up to it. Uh, in that match. Uh, and then up front, I've gone for Watkins and Tony. I think that's pretty standard across the board. Not too overly enamoured with having Tony to away games, Brighton and United. Again, I think if I was offered the switch for free to Isak um, or Havertz, I'd, I'd probably take it. But again, for a, for a hit, for a double, for a double, um, I think I'll leave Tony's got the pens um, as well. Uh, I've got Harry Kane, I'm on the bench as well to complete my bench boost, which is going to look something like Steele, Zinchenko, Saka uh, and Kane uh, too. So I think I'm pretty, I'm pretty well set up. Um, I, I don't think I'm, I'm going to score massively higher than a lot of people. I think everyone's teams are, are relatively similar. I think we might be seeing some, some hits, you know, some minus fours, minus eights. And obviously, there's a lot of investment in Brentford. Um, there's a lot of investment in Brighton, but that's fine because they've, they've obviously got the double um, as well. But, you know, if, if if people are taking hits, they're getting the likes of Fernandez, they're getting in the likes of Madison, Isak, if they're swapping out their Arsenal players, trying to get in more United players, all that kind of thing, um, then, you know, that, that could be my, my edge because I haven't really got to, to do that. Um, I mean, I'm seeing people swapping, you know, Gabriel Zinchenko for sure. Um, I don't mind that move. I think that could that could pay off this week. And then obviously you've got a, a game next week where United have Everton and Arsenal playing Liverpool. So that could pay off straight away. I'm seeing people sell Saka uh, for the likes of Fernandez. I like that move less, um, I think, uh, especially if you haven't got the wild card. I think you're going to be wanting to get Saka back in. I think he's just one of those players where the fixtures don't even really matter. There's this such potential every every week. Arsenal are having that kind of season where they're just above and beyond um, other teams in the league. So selling their players, no matter what the fixtures are, is, is always a, a massive risk. Um, and then Kane is someone I'm, I'm probably looking to ditch next week. Um, he's got a good record against Everton, but his way, there's a lot of unrest um, with Kane at the moment. I think if you're selling Kane and, and looking to you know target this double game week, looking to bring in Havertz, for example, um, or another double game week forward, then why not? This is the week to kind of live a little. So I think out of all the single game week players in your team, um, you know, if you're thinking about a minus four um, to sell them, I think you know if you're happy with how your team's going to be set up going forward, and you've got entry routes back into Haaland or other players that you want, I'm going to say go for it. Absolutely go for it. The only exception for me being uh, Saka. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's it's going to be a, a bit of a dividing week. We're going to see people probably like me playing it a little bit safer with the bench. I'm, I think I'm happy with that bench of Zinchenko, Saka and Kane. Uh, I mean, saying that, it sounds like a pretty good bench, doesn't it? It's just about there are double game weeks um, going on. But I think we're going to see people attack this. And, you know, what I... What I want to see really is is the people who attack it um, getting absolutely massive scores because if you're brave and you go against what everyone else is doing, uh, you deserve to to get the rewards. So yeah, let me know um, what your kind of plans are. Uh, PSB's asking, if, do I like Odegaard to Madison? If I had Odegaard I, and I had the money to send him to Madison, there wouldn't even be a, a consideration. I think I'd, I'd probably do it with with Martinelli or, or Trossard um, as well. I just think Saka is is the one long term Arsenal hold. In this team, you keep him, and if you've got others, I think they're a bit more uh, dispensable with the run that's going on. So, yeah, Odegaard to Madison um, for a hit, easy, uh, easy move. Um, John Lloyd, similar bench for me, feels brave to hold and not hit for doublers. Yeah, it's annoying, isn't it? Because I mean, we've we've seen bench boosts in in previous seasons where people have 
um, bench boosted with with single game players. I remember Mark bench boosted with three Leeds players. Was it a couple of years ago against Brighton? Uh, and Brighton won that game one nil. And then you know you're, you're kind of finished. And, and people who um, are braver and go for the double game week so I've got more to you know more to kind of uh, a gauge with the second game uh, again it, it depends how your team's set up um, really you've got to remember that the players you're taking out are, are kind of you know longer term holds for, for a lot of people which is why I can I can understand the Zinchenko to Shaw move for example or the Arsenal defender to a Shaw move because you're you're getting Shaw in for a, a, a few more doubles down the line and probably a better run of games um, as well, so I can completely understand it. Selling Kane is is a bit more risky, obviously, because he's got a, a home game against Bournemouth, I think, coming up um, pretty soon, or is it an away match? Um, and you might want to get him back in for for that game. So yeah, just use um, um, Peter's in the chat, use FPL team, uh, see how your team's set up, check out your team in, in different weeks with different transfers and different moves. I mean, that is what I've done. Uh, this is how I'm set up for game week thirty. So I was all set to use my my wild card um, in this game week. And the main reason for that was uh, so I could move back uh, for Haaland. Uh, I did Black Box last night with Let's Talk Andy. Check that out if you haven't uh, already. He was excellent. And he just said to me, well, why don't you just keep it and just do Kane up to, to Haaland um, and save the, the wild card for a bit later. So I had a look at how my team would be next week um, if I did that. So it would be Kepper and Goal with Chilwell, uh, Trippier and Henry, uh, McAllister, Rashford, Saka, Salah, and then Haaland would come in for Kane, uh, Watkins and Tony. Um, and I look at that team and I think, okay, that looks that looks pretty that looks pretty strong. Um, obviously, if Tony's got a ban, if he does end up getting a booking in one of these next two games, he's going to be out. That could sort of change my thinking um, a little bit. Uh, it would basically mean keeping my wild card for Kane. That was that is what it would come down to if I'm using Game Week 30 because I could use it. I could just use a transfer to bring Haaland back in. So I think it's looking a bit less likely um, that I do use the wild card, which actually does make, you know, a Zinchenko to Shaw here or a Saka to Madison here a little bit more tempting um, because then I can always reverse that um, in a few weeks uh, down the line. Do I think Madison outscores Saka uh, by four points with a double game week in 29 and then Bournemouth at home in 30 and Saka's got Leeds and Liverpool? When you put it like that, it's it's tempting, uh, isn't it? Um, but yeah, we'll kind of have to see. Uh, how it goes. Um, really interested to know what happens with, with Tony uh, and this band. I think whatever happens, Tony's got to got to be leaving people's sides uh, pretty soon because that that ban is is going to be imminent. Whether it's the ten yellows or whether it's the the gambling <laughs> the gambling ban, um, we'll have to wait to see. Um, but yeah, I think if Tony does survive, then I think my wild card also survives, um, and I'll use it uh, a little bit later later down the line. So yeah, going back to my team in terms of my moves, uh, Water Steel is definitely happening. Um, there might be a hit of Zinchenko to Shaw. Uh, there might be a hit of Saka to Madison, but I think that's probably um, quite uh, unlikely. It's Leeds at home. They should win that game fairly comfortably. But I do love Madison. Tricky one. Uh, watch list-wise, I don't think there's been any changes since the last one of these um, that I did. I still feel the pool of players in general is is quite low. I was hoping for a few more names to kind of flag up for this double game week but not really seeing a huge amount of options uh trip is still leading the way uh, in terms of kind of attacking potential 0.35 x sharp and 90 for him it's not crazy high chill catching him up i think he'll probably overtake him at some point i think he had the highest xgi in the um in the everton game without getting any returns uh 0.33 for him 
And then kind of the other players that I'd, I'd be looking at, uh, Henry's in my team, 0.21 for him. Rhys James, is he going to play? Is, is he going to be a problem for us all season? Uh, you know, is he going to kind of ever recover from these injuries? I think Chelsea getting through in the Champions League was a bit of a nightmare um, for people looking to, to buy him. So I don't think he's going to be coming back into my side, but one of those players that you've got to kind of keep your eye on. Uh, Zinchenko uh, is there, sure. I mean, look at those, that, that non penalty XGI per 90 stat for sure is, is so low. Um, again, you know, you're, you're basically, we have him down as this kind of attacking, marauding defender, but really his, his attacking stats don't paint that picture at all. And I think you're actually quite lucky if you get any attacking returns from him. You've got to be hopeful more on the clean sheets. Um, Estupinian's there, uh, 0.11. Uh, some concerns about him flying back uh, from Australia. Has he been relaxing on Bondi Beach? Uh, and whether he's going to start that first game. He's also really, really poor in that uh, Grimsby game um, as well. So there's a bit of doubt around him, but still obviously the, the bright player that, that I'd go for. Uh, but again, attacking... Attacking, attacking stats, so, so poor. 0.11, absolutely nothing. Um, the only player on my list that worse than that is Botman, <laughs> 0.08. Uh, looking at midfield, again, this might help with some captaincy kind of uh, dilemmas. Uh, you can see Rashford's at the top since the restart, 0.65. McAllister just behind him, 0.63. Um, over the last six weeks, though, McAllister is top of all midfielders um, for that stat. Really, really impressive underlying stats for him. And then obviously got the penalties uh, to boot. But since the restart, is level with Salah, which is something that I probably wouldn't have expected um, from McAllister. Uh, looking a bit further down the list, you've got Matoma, 0.46 uh, level with Saka as well. He's actually at the bottom of the list. So just hit an 18-point return. But you know, looking at all of the players I've been monitoring since the watch list, uh, in terms of expected attacking returns, Saka is right down at the bottom, lower than... Odegaard, Madison, March, Sterling, Fernandez, Martinelli, all these players. So I do. I still think that 18 points was was kind of hard to hard to predict. I don't think any of us saw that coming without a pen being thrown in there. But yeah, not bitter um, at all. Uh, and then forwards, we've got Nunes at the top still since the restart, 0.8. Uh, Haaland, 0.67. It's going to be interesting to see how many have, have left the kind of entry route back for him. I think the the Kane. Um, exit is something that I, I, I don't know why I just didn't really think of selling Kane I just thought he'd, I'd kind of keep him but again with no um, no double game weeks on the horizon um, and a lot of money being put into him and, and Spurs playing how they are I think he is, is actually more disposable than maybe I'd give him credit for so I think that, that makes the the route back to Haaland a lot easier for a lot of people and we've got Tony next 0.62 and Havertz I think he's winning the race for me over Jar Felix really one considering a Chelsea uh, forward, their stats are pretty much identical, but Havertz has got the the pens. Uh, Watkins, we're hoping for big things um, for him in this double game week, and then he's got a, a home game against Forest uh, next week, so he's a he's a good hold. Uh, and then Kane, right down the bottom, of this list, not point four nine, but still managing to tick away uh, with the goals. Uh, you know, as he's been doing kind of all season. And as Andy pointed out last night, twenty one points behind Haaland in the overall ranking. So whatever happens, he's had another great season. Uh, but Spurs will be without another trophy. So I wonder what's going to happen to him um, in the summer. So that's the watch list. Again, not no kind of major major changes. I think everyone is kind of aware of um, how how limited, in, in some ways, the pool of players um, is. Uh, do let me know in the comments if you've got any kind of tricks up your sleeve. I'm seeing a few people in the chat mentioning West Ham players. Uh, Zuma, potentially. Bowen, maybe. Danny Ings. These are players that aren't on this watch list, but might be a, an interesting kind of one-week 
punt. The defensive data for West Ham is better than the attacking data. So I think I prefer the likes of Zuma over using a midfield spot um, for a Bowen. The forwards as well. I think, you know, with, with Harlan, Tony, Caverts, Watkins, Kane, I think it's hard to <clears throat> justify using one of those for, for Danny Ings unless it purely is a kind of a one-week uh, punt. Um, so, yeah, I think Zuma is probably the West Ham uh, defender that, that I pick. And, and it's at a time when there isn't a lot of defensive um, options. So, yeah, Zuma for one week. Um, why not? Uh, give it a go. Um, Isak um, as well. Isak isn't on my on my forwards list here. He's, he's probably not someone I'm looking at um, for the longer term, given that, you know, Wilson, I just think there's a bit of a, a risk when, when Wilson's fully fit. But again, for this week, uh, I think Isak is a really nice part. I think if I was on a free hit, I would definitely have Isak. Um, in my side, uh, you know, alongside Watkins um, and whichever forward, maybe maybe Havertz. Mm, what do I go for? Who have I got at the moment? Watkins, Tony Kane. If I was on a free hit, hmm, free hit forwards. Yeah, I think I'd go Havertz, uh, Isak, and Watkins. Yeah, that'd be my three. Havertz not picked it in training yesterday. Interesting. Well, I'll go Felix then. <laughs> if he's not in, I'm sure, I'm sure Havertz uh, will be fine. Uh, that's it. Any questions for me before I finish uh, and start my normal working uh, day? Let's just have a look. Ali Mack, any West Ham interest? Yeah. Uh, like I said, I think probably only Zuma um, for this week. They're not, they're just not a team that I'd want to fill my, my, my team with kind of longer term. They have got the, the double uh, in 34. Um, as well, so they're not a bad investment. I just think they're not a very good side uh, this season. Uh, so no, I can't say I'm, I'm too excited about those. Uh, PSB, love the banter between you and Andy on Twitter. Yeah, we do get each other uh, a little bit. Um, FCH, Sean, Odegaard to Barnes. Yeah, I like that move. I think Odegaard out this week for a double game with player is, is a fairly solid move. I think with I think we 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 do want to kind of be cutting down on our Arsenal a little bit. I think three Arsenal for the run in. It's probably excessive. Um, I'm still not entirely sure about their ability to keep clean sheets as well. So I, I kind of feel like selling one of the fringe, I mean, they call them fringe, they're doing amazingly well. One of the fringe Arsenal mids, other than Saka, is, is probably the highest priority. Um, and then maybe the defence and then and then Saka. I kind of put it in that in that order. Um, Pakoda Larson, Ward replacement, apart from uh, De Gea and Steele. Oh, apart from De Gea and Steele, yeah, tricky one. I mean, I was looking at Areola, but I'm not sure if Fabianski's um, going to be back. I mean, De Gea and and, um, and Steele, I think, are my my two favourites. I think Kep would be my my next one, um, given they've got the two home games and he should make some some saves. Uh, Rohit or Raghaven moves Saka to Bruno Fernandez for a minus four. Oh. Depends how much you want to attack the game week. I think if you haven't got the wild card, then no. I'd want to keep Saka. Um, if you've got the wild card and you can kind of think about ways of reversing that or bringing Saka back in, um, then maybe go for it. I couldn't afford to do that, I don't think. I don't think I'd do it. I'm not totally sold on Bruno Fernandes still as an option, um, but you know he, he's someone that might be a bit of a difference maker for a lot of people who are, who are chasing. So I don't hate it, but no, I, I wouldn't do it. Um, I'll just take one more question. Which game would you triple captain? If you had the chip, tricky, yeah. I mean, you're probably going to end up using it on on Haaland in 34. Probably, probably your best bet, double game for Haaland. But then there might be a bit of Champions League rotation, things like that. Um, Salah with two home games in that week um, as well. But yeah, Haaland or, or Salah for me, only 34. 
if I still had uh, the chip. Um, right. Lovely stuff. That's half an hour. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and watching. Um, I'll be back uh, next week when we can dissect everything that's been happening um, over the uh, double game week. Uh, looking forward to it. Hopefully, everyone sees some massive green arrows. I want to see some massive scores uh, from everyone. Uh, let me know um, how you get on. And I'll be back next week. See you later.